party people. Hello. We back with a suntan. Yeah, good one. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, decent, I would say. Yeah, not great. Yeah. Uh, we just got back from Cancun. Mm-hmm. We had a nice family trip. JJ had a blast. The boys swam with the dolphins. We did. That was pretty neat. Uh, I got to say that the dolphin is very fun to touch. You know, like a very, uh, a texture I, I've never, texture, right. never touched anything like that. Right. And then how smart a dolphin is, is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And how well they were trained. I mean, Jay just was fascinating. Yeah, the wonderful. cutest, we got the cutest picture of him, like his face is just like overcome with like joy when he's being pulled by the dolphin's fin. So that was cool. Fun fact, dolphins have sex for pleasure. That's the only other mammal that has sex for pleasure than humans. I've heard that. Some humans have sex with pleasure. Some do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, our topic for today is a continuation of the prior two. This is like an ongoing conversation. Uh, is the juice worth the squeeze is today's question. But first, we have just a little side we note. We have a small disclaimer. So we have gotten many messages, many a message saying i can't believe you say these things not in a hateful way but like what does your family think about this podcast because obviously we may share share our story listen you not hate my family i do not hate my dad i do not hate my mom i do not hate any of my sisters what i hate is the situation we were put in and it has became very clear to me that I am not the only one in this set of shoes. Yeah. Turns out it's the industry and the farm family dynamic that makes all the shit go sideways. It's right. not It's not specific to this family. It is not. We've gotten so many messages from people that we can now confidently say that the system is broken and mm. it's like a byproduct of that. Yeah, and I think more so in the farm setting i don't think that and, and i could be wrong and someone messaged me that's and what tell i meant, me the that. farm family system well no like, but i'm saying we've heard a lot of people say even in the construction oh, you sure. know whatever but i'm saying that in this situation and someone messaged me and tell me i'm wrong but it seems like the farm thing is the bad thing like my mom and dad are great people but because of how this whole thing turned out there is a giant ugly disconnect that will likely never be healed. And same goes for all of you. Yeah, so there, there's a common denominator in all of these situations, and it's a family farm. It's a family farm. And I mean, I think I think probably boomery. I think the boomer and the family farm together make a, a whole big bowl of shit soup. Yep. Um, and that brings us right to our topic, yeah, which is, is... the juice worth the squeeze of all of this? No. <laughs> Joe's like, this is going to be the shortest podcast ever. Because simply the answer is no. Here's what I know. We, blood, sweat, and tears went through hell from the day I left college. Well, no. I mean, we, me and my dad farmed together really good for four or five years until I realized that Farming in 1960 was not, or 70 or 80, was not going to pay the bills in 2020. Yeah. And. 10. 10, whatever. The harder I pushed back, the harder he pushed back. And it just became a dick measuring contest of who could fight each other harder. And so 
now we bought the farm and now we're dealing with we're probably doing we're doing way the fuck better than they did for me isn't that what you want your children to do is better than you but unfortunately the boomer era of people believe that that's insulting that's insulting when someone walks up to them and says holy shit Yankee Beef, Joe and Erica, Yankee Maple are knocking it out of the fucking park. That's mildly offensive to them, I think. Yeah, speculation. Speculation. Uh, before we, I have written a couple notes to guide us through this because I feel like these conversations get so sidetracked e that I want to try to stay a little bit on course. So my first thing that I want to bring up is that ultimately there is no right answer to this question. Nothing that's black and white and there's nothing that's concrete. So let me elaborate in saying that everyone's situation is different. Therefore, the formula is different. Therefore, the answer is different. Your tolerance for anything, really, your tolerance for bullshit, your tolerance for hard work, your tolerance for bad weather, your tolerance for market swings is different than mine. It's different than Joe's. It's different than our neighbors. It's different than your neighbors. Also, the level of satisfaction that you get out of your work doing various things is different than mine. It's different than Joe's. It's different than our neighbors. And it's different than your neighbors. So do you see... At every step, there are variables in this, which leads to you have to decide the right answer to this question for yourself. This isn't like how many fish are in the sea, and then there's a number that's the correct answer. There is no right or wrong answer, but philosophically, it's something, it's a journey you need to take yourself on to figure out where your answer lies individually. With that, I want to say this, like excitement... Um, we're going to actually sit down with my counselor. Yes, it's scheduled. It's scheduled. So, but this is where my counselor, Catherine, explained to me that there's boundaries and consequences. Should we call her Dr. Cleveland? We could, yeah, we could call her that. Well, I think Catherine's casual, but like she's a friend, so I yeah. want to address yeah. her. Yeah, well, yeah, we, however she prefers. But yeah. my, whatever. My point is, is that she explained to me, you can't have boundaries without consequences. And you can't have consequences without boundaries. Right, because and a boundary you, without a consequence is just a suggestion. Right. So with that all being said, you have to decide for yourself how far you're willing to take this. And we are going, now that we have boundaries, now that I as a person have boundaries, which I didn't have before, tomorrow we are going to, some boundaries are going to have some consequences. When we have the conversation that's going to be had tomorrow with my right. parents. You have to decide exactly what you said. You have to decide what you're okay with. Yep. And I think as our generation people, we've been okay with a lot of shit. Letting stuff slide. That's not because, oh, it's my dad. Oh, it's my mom. Oh, how could I do that to them? And, you know, my parents both had pretty significant health problems which I think led me to give a lot of my boundaries up. Leeway. Leeway, because, you know, I might not have my mom tomorrow. I might not have my dad tomorrow. And I have them, and I'm grateful that they're here, and I'm grateful they're here for Jay. 
But I'm just telling you right now that I put a lot of my happiness aside for their happiness. Yeah, and that's a people-pleasing. If you happen yeah. to be of our generation and people-pleasery, then it's kind of like a double... Well, and I think for me, like, you don't, I never wanted to, I don't want to disappoint anyone, but I don't know if it's in a pleasy situation, pleasy, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's that or if it's just, I really enjoy when people are proud of me. Right, yeah. Like, like, and I think as young farm boys, and I'm sure young farm girls, I think that the finger pointing you need to keep the family farm alive is really hard and like really bigger than in maybe other sectors of the world where like you know you have this uh you know these fucking stupid country singers all sing about daddy don't sell the farm shut the fuck up man like you're just putting a lot more stress or stress on our generation to, like, keep this failing thing alive. And, you know, I mean, unfortunately, one out of or five out of ten farms, seven out of ten farms, eight out of ten farms are going to see an auction or a larger farm full-on buyout. And that's the... That is the future. Yep, that's where this is all going. And I mean, and I mean you can fight the reality of that as long as you want to fight it. But facts are facts. Right, at some point it's going to cost you. How the fuck are you going to, you know, and I mean, this is where I think the separation begins. And we need to get back on topic, but, and this will be for the next topic maybe, is the separation begins in your, and I hate this fucking term, but your factory farm versus your us. Your large... Your mom and pop. Mom and, yeah, but fuck that. We're not mom and pop. We're, we're uh, not that. We're not mom and pop. We're, we're the people that connect with, with consumers who want to... There's a set of consumers in the, in the world who want to connect with a farmer and want to buy their food locally. And they're the whole rest of the world just wants that their food as cheap yeah, as they can the fucking get it. Yeah, the opposite to people of a factory farm is like a a family farm, a mom and pop mm. setting is what I meant. I want to change that narrative moving forward. That mom and pop shit. I'm going to tell you right now, and I've said this a hundred times. I would rather buy food or buy my milk from a factory farm than a mom and pop farm. True that. Other than Dzix, if you're listening. <laughs> So, I wrote down two main questions that I wanted to ask was, what's your juice, right? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you getting out of it? Is it just satisfaction? Is it money? Is it, you know... Wait, getting out of what? Buying the farm? Well, whatever. Sticking out, owning... What are you asking? The juice is worth the squeeze of what? What are you asking? Well, okay, so I think, I think the major question that we've been asked is... We just got this from a 21-year-old, right? Gabe, thanks for listening. Um, he just asked this question, does it get better? Right? This is the juice, does the juice worth the squeeze question. Okay, so we're so, targeting this question. Well, to... I, I think we're targeting the fact that this is the juice worth the squeeze. Is the is it from you dealing with all the bullshit, owning the family farm, all the way until you own it yourself and beyond? 
Right. I'm just saying you could, is the juice worth the squeeze? You could apply that to any industry, any job, any thing you're doing in life is more what I meant. Well, we're on different topics. Okay. Well, we can hone in on it. I think that that's where I was looking at it was, was, is the juice worth the squeeze in going through the whole farm transition, the whole farm succession plan, the whole, you know. Nope. Podcast over. Yeah, no. <laughs> but no, because I, I feel like this will get e- this is going to get easier now. Right? Don't you think in the next ten years this is gonna be better? I can say that if it doesn't, this won't be here. Right. So it has no choice. Mm-hmm. But my thing is is that for for what is what is your juice? Let's get back to that. What are you gaining? What what is our gain here? What is what is the thing we're looking for? Uh, personally, I feel like long term stability in a business that can support your lifestyle and um, be flexible enough that you can at the same time manage a job, but also then be able to like go do other things in your life. So for me, what my juice is is number one watching my little boy playing mud puddles. And have this whole and go ramming around on the farm, you know, with his little four wheeler and his snowmobile and all the things. Like that's that's juice for me. They make mud puddles in other places besides farms. Right, but you have to remember. I mean, and then then my next juice, which is a toxic fucking juice, is deer hunting. We bought this, and I have almost a thousand acres to go hunt. Like I I I mean, I could go hunt seven hundred different tree stands. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's a juice for me that I don't can't get that we you know we own real estate right and uh, providing that New York State doesn't get any fucking crazier it'll be worth something thirty years for me that's my juice but I think that with the how am I squeezing it I'm squeezing something that really is difficult yeah so my I wrote down first what's your juice and then the second thing I wrote was how are you squeezing it so like before we move on to that I just want to double back so for what's your juice like I know so many people that sell beef for more money than I do but I also know so many people that sell it for less than I do so somewhere in there you need to find your threshold Mm. like how are you selling your juice is it profitable? I mean, I know people within this county that are losing money every day selling their product or commodity. Mm-hmm. And they don't give a shit. And I'm like, well, that's cool if that works for you, but I'm not living my life that way. So, with that being said, this will be the first year that you and I have full real numbers. You're talking about a commodity. Where we can, real life, hopefully between now and the first of the year, sit down and say... This is what it cost us to grow one acre of corn, and this is what that one acre... Like, hard numbers. Yeah. And that is that is a juice. I don't think that one's going to squeeze right. Well, and this is the biggest... I think the biggest question of all underneath that. Like, what are you... How are you selling your juice? Like, do you have control of the price of your juice? Right. Or does someone else tell you what your juice is worth? Right. Which is a big giant problem in, in the, the farming industry. industry. Yeah, and industry-wide I mean, it, it's plague, forever. and that's that is the I would assume leading cause of failure, failure and sellouts. So, but I think that 
farmers are guilty of making too much juice. Yes. And and how many times? So all right, I want to just use a little little thing. Your juice, milk. I stopped at two convenience stores when we got home from Cancun. One right out of the airport and one the next morning. And neither of them fuckers had milk. But you fucking dairy farmers, and I don't care if I piss people off right now, you fucking dairy farmers will go out and add 100 cows before you go call your upstate milk representative and climb up his ass and ask him why the fuck there isn't a dairy, this convenience store doesn't have milk. Can you imagine you're selling your fucking product for a third of what it's worth and people want to buy it and can't because it's not in a store? Like, what the fuck? You're like, this is, this is the, you have too much juice thing. Mm-hmm. You're not out selling your product for what it's worth and you just fall into, well, I got to figure out how to make, make money when milk is seventeen fifty a hundred. Why don't you fucking find a way to market more milk? Like you young farmers, you got to be out driving this shit. You got to take control of your juice because right. there's no, you're, you don't go into town to the furniture store where a guy hand makes desks and he sets the price, mm-hmm. not you. Mm-hmm. Like he tells you what it's for sale for. Mm-hmm. He knows what it costs him. He needs to make a little money. That's the price. Mm-hmm. And within this industry. But people want his juice. It's like a take what you can get kind of thing. And if you're trying to be profitable down the road, you need to take control of your juice. People want his juice. People want milk too, but the farmers as a whole haven't really paid attention to the whole supply and demand. Right, and one farmer will buy out another farmer just to make more milk that is worth nothing. Right. Same as corn and beans. Like a, a one farmer, I, I, it, it happens to me all the time. The next door neighbor will go fucking, uh, not my next door neighbor, Don, you're wonderful. <laughs> um, neighbors in town will will go out and outbid me on my land and literally just take the profit out of their own fucking operation. Like, you fucking idiot. Are you that dumb? You're really going to go out and take 30 more dollars an acre out of your own fucking pocket just to have more? Right, so you've actually increased your profit zero. Right. But you've increased your workload. But the fun part is, is that dude that did that to me had no contracts. Is this the guy that half of his crops were weeds? Anyway? Yeah, okay. but he doesn't have a mortgage payment, so he can do shit like that. Right. But, it, I mean, that'll come to an end, but, like, he doesn't, he didn't have a contract. He was selling corn at market price, which was three fucking ninety seven a bushel. You can't make money. I don't care if you grow $300 a bushel to the acre, which he doesn't. So, yeah. that's your juice. So, how are you squeezing it? I mean, are you sacrificing your personal happiness for a, like, noble profession that's trying to kill you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew the answer to that before I asked it. And I, I, I'm guilty of it. I, this year I had the biggest contracts we've ever had. I grew the best corn, some of the best corn, not the best beans. And I'm still not sitting here with a shitload of cash in my hand. Or any, really. Or any, really, at all. <laughs> but I'm saying that, like, so I did all that work and busted my ass and did it pay? Fuck no, it didn't pay. You're right. I know. Hmm. It's it's that way normally. So, (laughs) how are you squeezing it? You need to decide what your health is worth. 
what your time is worth and what the relationships that you have in your life are worth. Because I'm telling you, if you don't manage it, you're going to lose it. All of them. Your time, your health, and your relationships. They will all be gone because... Are you going to divorce me? No. Fuck yeah, you're not. I mean, not today. Oh, or, oh. or tomorrow. <laughs> right. But truly, you have to decide what it's what it's worth to you. Mm-hmm. And consciously make an effort to manage it. Because odds are someday your farm is going to be sold, but you're only getting so many hours in your life. You're only getting one body. And you're only getting so much time to make good relationships with the people around you. I just want to step back and, and say that like I spent a lot of time putting effort into I'm going to prove them that I can do this and make money. And half those people that you're trying to prove wrong don't give a fuck. They don't care whether you're right or whether you beat them yeah, or not. They don't. they don't lose an ounce of sleep. Please understand this. If you prove your dad wrong, I've been doing it my whole fucking life. Proving him. I proved him I could build the sugar house. I proved him I could make build put the new woods in. I proved him I could make we could make money, you know, selling retail beef. I've proved all of those things to him. And I have never once heard, Wow. I can't believe you did that. You're doing great. Don't think that that is going to happen to you. I promise. They might tell the neighbor they're doing really good, but you will not hear it out of their mouth, I promise you. So there's no dickhead daily today because apparently Why? nobody else wants to share about the dickheads in their life. So You want to hear what I think about the dickhead daily? Sure. want to hear what I'm pissed off? Actually, I have two things. How would the podcast people like for me and my great but good buddy... To make our own podcast, aside from Miss Erica, where we just talked about the wildest shit. Like, I know all you farmer guys have a buddy that you talk to, and like when you, you like get done talking to this person for two hours and it felt like seven minutes, and it was literally like the most derogatory fucking thing you ever witnessed in your life. How would you people like to hear that? I don't think that's the same crowd. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Neither. <laughs> okay. Um also the dickhead daily thing. What aggravated me tonight is us changing the names of schools. Can we talk about that? Sure, go ahead. Well, when the fuck do we can't say the 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 like so the Letchworth Indians now it can't be the Indians. Like, right. can you imagine? A near us, Iroquois High School, and they were what the Chiefs. I think so, and, and now it's the that, Otters. That got or voted down, so they have to replace their mascot to something. Can you fucking imagine? All right. I mean, I hope they don't pick Otters though. Um, uh, we gotta do our this or that. Oh yeah, let's put segment. that. So super strength or invisibility cloak. I'm gonna answer for you. No, you don't answer for and me. You answer, answer for, for me. me. No, because I don't know what you pick. I know what you pick. I know because I'm talking about how cool it'd be. <laughs> he wants to spy on people. Dude, tell me the things you could learn with an invisibility cloak. First off, you could have a lead up, and I'm not saying like in a. Like in a cheating way, like on gambling or whatever. No, you but you would you know. You want to spy on people's You want to fucking no, fuck that. I'm telling you right now. If I if tomorrow morning I would borrow a million dollars to have an invisibility cloak because it would pay back tenfold. 
you you would know what people were gonna do, how they were gonna fuck you, how they were gonna twist some story. You would know everything, everything. And then imagine, just imagine, if you could have an invisibility cloak inside of the White House, and you could know what that fucking idiot Joe Biden. Because if you don't, he doesn't even know what he's doing. Right. But someone knows what he's doing. Someone does. It's Barack Obama, okay? But I'm saying right now, if you could learn all the life's little nasty little secrets and know real life what was going oh my god. The 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 and so so somebody like me, fact about Joe, I cannot tell a lie. I can't. It hurts me. I literally like I, I've tried. It doesn't work. I cannot honestly lie to someone. So could you imagine if I had tried, it doesn't work. Right, like I get all weird and shaky. I'm like the biggest fuck up in the world when I, I about anything. Like if, if somebody at the gas station was like, "Oh, you owe twelve fifty nine, and I knew that I owed twelve seventy nine. I can't leave there until somebody gets paid twelve eighty nine. Like, you know, like it's just who I am. But my point is, is somebody like me had an invisibility cloak, the fucking shit that I would know. No interest in super strength. Really? Why? Can I teleport instead? No, you can't change that. I want to pick option three, teleport. To where? Anywhere. You know how much time you could save oh, by not he... having to travel or commute? My wife's emotional about the airports. They're bad. They suck. Airports are suck dick. I mean, quarters. super strength, I guess I would still go with it. What would you lift, cloak. though? I, that's what I, I would never choose super strength. Invisibility cloak. I'm really not interested in spying on people. Like, some things aren't meant for my ears. Oh, and I'm no, happy I disagree with that. entirely. So I really, I'm Man, not interested in either of those, really. The only time I would really want, like, a super strength is, like, when some big bastard cow is, like, going to kick my ass because I was, uh, two her o- like, her, like, her fucking, 206. that 206. Like, could you imagine, like, this cow is standing over this calf and, and you're, like, you feel scared for one minute and she charges you and you, you punch her, her in the fucking brain. Like, and not kill her, but just... Could you imagine, like, this bitch lays on the ground, like, staring up at you like, what the fuck? Like, she's getting hit by, like, a D8 bulldozer. Dude, that should be neat. That would be tense. That's it. Okay. We're good. Um, so, let's look forward. Christmas is coming. And then New Year's is coming. We're going to kick off the new year with a series of guest interview. Episodes. Oh, yeah. Neat, So you'll be hearing us through the new year. <laughs> and then some point, I think mid-January, we're going to switch gears and switch and do some guest interview stuff. So I just, I put on my Snapchat that we were making this. And uh, Kyle, the Kyle with all the fat cattle, said, I can't believe you're wearing pants. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be wearing pants? I don't know. I'll take my pants off. You want me to I mean, not really. It's like 48 degrees. Kyle, bad suggestions. Levi, we are keeping them coming, my guy. <laughs> I don't see this ending. I would also like to say that we have the, when we've talked about it like earlier, that it is very humbling to get your guys' messages. Yeah, we really appreciate the feedback. Um, you might not think it's a big deal to like send a text and be like, hey, like I love this episode or that part was like really spot on or whatever, but mm-hmm. we're sitting in a room just ourselves we can't see anyone we can't hear anyone and the only thing that we can see is through the podcast hosting site all we can see is how many people have played the episode right there's no there's no there's no feed there's really no feedback i mean apple podcasts you can leave reviews which we so appreciate but ultimately like 
this is a very one-way street, and it's mm -hmm. like, I don't want to call it lonely, but yeah, we're but kind of, is. like, speaking out into, like, dead space, and we just hope people like it. So, ultimately, if you like it, let us know. Right, and also, I would like to appreciate two of you, Justin Schaffer and Sam Rayner. Um, both of you commented on... Uh, a maple thing and then a grain market thing saying this is a podcast to listen to this isn't monetized at all like we don't make any money off this but like for you guys to go out of your way to say how great this is and yeah this to, changes recommend your life, us. to recommend us um you know todd hall he uh we talk a lot on snapchat um but he sends me a message every tuesday morning like you hit the nail on the head again buddy i really appreciate it like i just have to say like this to me like non-monetarily helping people and and even to get feedback that there's people that are in the same fucking shoes that we're in right in the trenches right like that shit makes it better for me as well and i am beyond excited you guys when when we have this conversation with my my counselor i just i think that that's gonna be a game changer i think that she's gonna Shell out some facts. Yep, she about she how shitty farmers are. And you know, and like it's the, gonna be fun and informative. Right. I mean, and she's a bad bitch. Like she, she is the bad bitch. Like she's gonna really seriously say some some things that you don't want to hear. And and explain. You know, she had a husband. He died, and uh, oh, farmer husband. You know, when she raised horses and did the whole thing. Could you imagine two horsewomen that I like? <laughs> so, Are you feeling okay? Uh, no, but damn it, I keep hitting that thing. So, anyways, that's that. We thank you. We beyond appreciate you. Yep, and we also love the topic suggestions. People will message me like, "Hey, you should talk about this," or "Oh, you should talk about that." And we have a long list of stuff to go into. A lot of topics. But we, I'm trying to strategize these episodes so that it's not, like, all over the board. I want there to be some kind of continuity with it. So that's why, like, we've gotten some requests um, to go into, like, some of the more nitty-gritty information about our beef business. Oh, like, people yeah. have asked me about marketing and even, like, feeding and stuff like that. Like, I don't feel like that fits here right no. now. But we will get to it, I promise. So any of your suggestions from A to Z, we so appreciate and we'll take them all. I think we'll grow as listeners and us. We'll grow together. And once we get out of we're in a we're in once again a wild transition with my parents. Yeah. We're in another step by step transition. And and maybe we should write a book. Or, or maybe this is the book we're going to write. Yeah, really. I, but, say, I feel like this is kind of like a diary. And a right. Um, that's it. We've said that's it a lot. Mm -hmm. Shop local at yankeebeef.com. Remember, it is Christmas. So the only thing sweeter than me, which you can't have me, is maple syrup. We, in will, a bag. we will ship you maple syrup anywhere you would like in the continental U.S. Or, or Hawaii. Hawaii and Alaska. But if you ship it to Hawaii, we get to come. Oh, goody. <laughs> no. All right. All right. We'll see Thank you next you. week. See you next week.